Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? At some point, I will make myself a fool. Paula? Are you going to have a baby? Your stomach's around. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It's the Ugly Truth, episode 221. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for downloading. And please share the show with your friends. Let them know that you listen. That would be awesome. Although we had a pretty good month, I thought. Have you looked at the numbers? I did. It was yeah, that, better than the last two months. So that's good. Yeah, I think I think uh, Daryl said it was one of our top three, top three download months of the year, is what he said. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Why? Because... Compared to some of the months we had last year. I know. Well, first of all, we don't market the show. We don't put any money into marketing, which is really pathetic considering that Daryl and I literally do that for a living where we 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 help people market their products. And so we don't. Well, isn't that what they say? Like doctors are like, you know, they they smoke and they drink and all that stuff. So... Right. It's like, the, you will just think about it. When our dad was a mechanic, he owned a, an auto, sh- a very successful auto shop and we all had broken we cars. We always had broken cars. <laughs> it always needed repair. It's the same. It's like the last thing I want to do is work on your car. So it's the same th- theory. Although Daryl and I did have a discussion and we said, you know, the summer months for podcasting is very low. Nobody does well in the summer because everyone's on vacation. Everybody's, you know, doing other things they're not sitting down and listening to you know three to five hours of podcasts unless they're listening it's to... too freaking hot and then you just want to sit inside and do that I don't know. <laughs> well then you're usually netflixing or something but anyway what we were talking about is that we're going we, we need to come up with our uh, with an actual marketing plan for the fall and decide on a budget and you know actually because when we market we have huge numbers so it's just a matter of you know the product is really cool it's great and people never you know we we don't lose listeners if we market so we're really doing ourselves a disservice by not so uh yeah daryl's daryl is going to work on something that that might actually give us the little boost that we're looking for hey there we go that'll make me happy Exactly. Because I look at our number and I'm like, boo. I know. It's like, (laughs) I know. Actually, they're always at a certain level. So it's just there's certain ones that are worse than others. And the month that was really bad, it was the first month (laughs) that people were out of school. And so they were all on vacation. Disneyland. Everybody was going somewhere, doing something. That's when they were all excited and they didn't care that it was hot. Now everyone's just like like it's hot and I want you to go back to school yeah it's Hades out there right now at least in California oh god 
I know it's it's so flipping hot. I it was 103 yesterday, and I think today it's supposed to be 106. But then by Friday it's supposed to start cooling out. It's only going to be 101. So that's oh, good. Oh well, how exciting! Yeah, and it's a dry heat. I I know. <laughs> dry heat. I know. Oh, I actually no. get like a little sweat on my brow when I go outside sometimes. Or oh I, my god, I do things <laughs> like I told you, uh, Olivia. She's just like mom. She's like, have you seen this stuffed animal? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And she's like, can we go in the garage and look through my boxes to see if maybe they're still in there? And so we had to go in the garage. Like, you know, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, of course. So it was in the high noon of the day. The sun is like a giant fried egg. And I'm like, you know, it was I was (laughs) bending over and it was like I got a little sweat line in my stomach. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, you're not making me feel very good about myself. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is this I is uh, not a good time, and I'm uh, and I and I am diligently on a diet right now. Oh, so. oh, because of your reunion coming. Yeah, up. which we'll talk about. We'll it. talk about next week. Yeah, yeah. next couple episodes. <laughs> and I can't so wait. I am I'm really working hard to uh, lose some weight right now. Well, you're naturally thin, so it's not like you know you're a blob at all, but. Everybody has their goal weights. Everybody has their goal body figure look that they want when they go to a big event. That's important that everybody. And the thing with reunions is everyone's eyeing everybody from up, up and down. They want to know what kind of clothes you're wearing. Are you, are they expensive? You know, are you thin? Did you get fat? Did you lose your hair? You know, all kinds of things. I know. Did you, oh, it's like, oh, look at Jody got a boob job. You know, stuff like that. So. And I mean, I've seen my. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. So okay, anyways. Next week. Next yes. week next week next okay so today we're recording on a little earlier in the week because producer deb and i are going away for the weekend which we usually we usually record later in the week so we have more stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. because i just saw you like three days ago so it's kind of weird but we can always find something to discuss of course so deb and i are going away for the weekend because today is our actual wedding anniversary wow happy anniversary how many years 20 20 years oh that would make sense then why well because i got married i got married what am i saying (laughs) i got uh i graduated high school the same year that you guys got married oh my god that makes me feel so old because i'm a freaking relic this year's my 20 year reunion People are doing the math right now, trying to figure out how old we all are. <laughs> I'm oh. in my 40s, okay? And I'm God. And I'm, I'm still in my 30s, hanging on oh, by my hair. You're clinging to the thread of 30s. So, yes, it's 20 years. Now, we did get married young, so that is true. We didn't get married like they do now where people, well, like we talked about this before, but back in our day when I was in my 20s, we were considered really super young to be getting married. Most people got married in their 30s and had their first baby at like 35. It's The trend has changed again. But back then, everybody's like, God, they're so young. They're so, God, we ba- they're barely out of college, you know? Well, yeah. I was thinking about 20 years as, a, as a, a wedge of time. And in 20 years, when you're only 20 years old, you've done nothing with yourself. Like you're still an infant, essentially, in this world. You, you can't even gamble. You can't drink. You can't do anything. I mean, you can vote and you can join the military, but that's it. You haven't even finished college or gotten your first real career, usually, by right. 20. So it's like it's really not that much time when you think about it. But then you think 20 years at a job. 
is a long time right. in this day and age, you know, especially the way the way the world is. Yeah, because he was working for the company that he works for now, right? No, 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 no. He's only been with iHeart for like seven years, six or seven years, which oh, is a long time. Okay. But he's been in media the whole time. He's been time. in radio for 30 years because <gasps> he started right out of high school. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, but in, in different capacities, obviously, but... 20 years in in a business in a job or even one single company with a job 20 years is a long time you usually have seniority you have the corner office you know people look up to you you know everything there is to know hopefully you're making decent money but then you think 20 years of marriage and you think okay definitely had our rough patches yeah. definitely had some <laughs> definitely had some smooth patches babies and then you can i mean if you start calculating the amount of shit you've been through in 20 years i mean think about the amount of crap you've been through in just eight years yeah, or seven really. years i mean it's a lot so it's pretty cool in in the way the world is now 20 years is a is a pretty great start is the way i look at it i would love to say that you know I mean, I doubt we'll be doing the podcast in 40 years, but just say, you know, 60 years of marriage. I mean, nobody says that anymore unless they're like 90 now, you know, so it'll be interesting, you know. 20 years is it it's so funny that it feels like a long time but like the other day we went out to dinner and our waitress asked if we were going home because we had i had of course did not finish my meal and so she bagged it up and and he didn't finish his dessert so she's like yeah i can bag all that stuff up for you and she's like so should i put them in separate bags or are you guys going home to this are you guys going to the same place like she thought we were on a date and i was like what and and of course daryl is just like he's a practically offended like what do you mean we we are married you know and i'm this like yeah i don't know wife. and i turned to him i go i don't know are we going to the same place tonight <laughs> and the lady is like and i and he goes well i mean we're we're you know we're married and i said but are we married to the same people <laughs> and, the, and the waitress is getting uncomfortable she's like i just i i thought you were on a date <laughs> i go well we are but not you know not of that kind you guys of date. have to make it weird well of course i do i'm like well we're not married to the same people so i don't know are we going to the same place tonight are you guys gonna be those people where you know when someone (laughs) dies you're gonna find out that you had a separate apartment somewhere like across town right it's gonna be me he'd be like i had no idea it's gonna be like decorated all like you know different plush and it's gonna have like a like a turntable and you like you know listen to all these you know 70s rock records this, this whole other life that she had and i Chris, had no idea crystal gale and yeah. <laughs> don't it make my brown eyes blue Ooh. did i tell you that i made him listen to all that stuff yes, on the way to the game i don't know what happened i well you know how weird we are i know i don't mean him me and you i went and through Stephanie a phase and the other night where i was just like, i saw to everything on itunes but I try not to play everything like, you know, I, I start playing <laughs> DJ and I'm just like, sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're going to be listening to what I'm listening to tonight. This is the way it's going down. No, the other we were on our way to the Giants game. It was Sunday last a couple weeks ago and we were on our way. And I don't know. Oh, you know, Daryl is the ultimate dad joke. Dad, like he does the dad jokes all the time it's horrible but i think it's just one of those things i don't know why that happens like i don't know when men turn into the dad joke dad but they all do at some point and he's just just the worst when it comes to dad jokes so 
uh, we're driving and he we somebody passes us in the license plates Montana. Yeah. And he goes, oh, Montana. And now the girls for years have been compiling a list of all of the state license plates and they're down to like the last two or three and they're impossible to find and so whenever we see one he always says i wonder if they have that one yeah even if they're not in the car with us they have to be in the car to witness it it doesn't count otherwise but he always says that and i'm like yeah they have montana they got montana like two years ago right so because he does that stupid shit this is the kind of stupid shit i do it's really quiet in the car and all of a sudden i go won't you meet me in montana oh so you'll start singing the songs and he goes what's that i go it's marie osmond and dan (laughs) seals from like 1984 you know what i think i do stuff like that (laughs) i do it all the time and he goes really and so this is what he does he finds it and suddenly the car is full of Marie Osmond and Dan oh, God. Seals. Oh, my God. I want to see the mountains in your eyes. Whoa, whoa. And there, I know every single verse of that song. I don't even know why. Like, I don't even know why I would know that song, but I'm singing it. And pretty soon it's at the top of my lungs. Swear to God, I'm thinking of you. Because I know you know it. Of course. And so then suddenly it's Barbara Mandrell, Crystal Gale, Juice Newton is on the radio. I mean, it is, we are knee deep in 80s soft country women, (laughs) like all the way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was fun though. I I do more (laughs) cities. So like, you know, Mm. when I was driving across the country Mm -hmm. to our dad's house like when i was in my early early 20s yes every time we would drive through and i'm like hey look i'm all whoa a little rock (laughs) you know oh my god i remember and there it was memphis i'm like maybe it was memphis Memphis. maybe it was was oh god and they were always they always were comfort or country music songs well it was funny i was trying to explain to him i said what I know that most mothers our generation's age listened to Air Supply, Bertie Higgins. They had to. Boss Gags. I mean, that Ario was just Speedwagon. Sticks. You know, all that stuff. But for some reason, there was a generation of divorced mothers who listened to the female country artist Lori Morgan, Barbara Mandrell, Crystal Gale, right. Juice Newton, all of those huge, very popular in the in the early to mid 80s. And you know what I'm talking about. If your mom was divorced or single with kids, that was the shit she was listening to. Urban Cowboy was huge. And then suddenly came all these glamour shot album covered women from uh, from the country who sang all the songs that you understood. I'm looking for something in red. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's true. The sweetest thing I've (laughs) ever ever known known. is loving you. (laughs) (laughs) Dolly Parton, even. That's classic. That's true. I forgot about Dolly Parton. (sighs) God. Anyway, so I made her giant boobs on her albums. Oh, my God. God. Here you come again. (laughs) But I love Dolly Parton. (laughs) 
just she love seems her. so good though she's good period there's nothing that woman can't do i love her I know. but anyway so yes yeah, so daryl and i are going to napa for four days oh. three three and a half we're leaving on friday and of course we're like i was t- we talked about it in a previous show when daryl uh, sat in for you when you were moving but when we're going so we've been planning this four-day trip for a year so when we started paying for it we're like okay we go to napa fairly regularly but it's very it's like a one-day trip it's like a six-hour visit and then we go home because we're very fortunate to live so close but we've never stayed for multiple nights in a row Mm -hmm. it's expensive it's Mm -hmm. really not cheap we're going five star first class all the way VIP. Everything. Wow. Everything. And so we're staying at a really nice resort for three nights. We're going to some of the world's finest restaurants, at least one a day. And then on Monday, we're going hot air ballooning, which is an iconic thing to do in Napa Valley. Now, that's where you lose me. <laughs> I know. What's funny is that's where I lose everyone. When I tell people what we're doing, they go, take some pictures because i would never do that i want to know what it looks like from where you're standing if you make it everybody's like are your wills in place i mean they're literally asking us if you die will everybody know how to take care of business that's the general reaction i mean that's (laughs) what they do with movies you know like it's not it's not for real people (laughs) well i guess we're gonna find out we're going to find out how real it is. Are You're not afraid of heights? No, I'm not, actually. I'm not afraid of heights at all. You're just afraid of flying. Okay. I'm I, I, My fear of flying in a plane it has nothing to do with the height. It has to do with the fact I have zero control. If the pilot dies, we're dying. I have no choice. I, yeah. I think I, I stand a chance in a hot air balloon. <laughs> that, that reminds me in A Few Good Men. He's... <laughs> Tom Cruise is talking to like his his second hand uh, prosecutor and mm-hmm. he's just like maybe you should try Dramamine. He's like what? He's all Dramamine it helps you uh, with flying. He's all does it help me with my fear of crashing and dying? He's like no, that's not going to help you. <laughs> no. That's my thing is the crashing. Yeah. I hate it. So true. Well, hopefully the hot air balloon ride will not go like I any don't of think that. that. I don't think you're hot hopefully air balloon. Hopefully it will be peaceful. Will be. But um, actually, the biggest problem I have with going doing this hot air balloon thing is that we have to be at the place at 530 in the morning. That's ridiculous. I know. And I said, I said, why? There's nothing fun about that. I I said, that's like, that's like painful. Why that? But that means I've got to get up at like 430 in the morning because we have to be there at 530 and it's like 15 minutes away from the, the place we're staying. So I'm like, well, what what exactly? Why? Why? And my fr- I told my friend, he goes, what? They don't have hot air at 9 a.m. <laughs> like, I know. Right. Yeah. I go, that's even early. But I mean, I, that's a little more marginal. But no, the, the air is the most still apparently right before the sun rises. And so that way there's no issue with wind flinging us about in the atmosphere so oh yeah well then i'll be i will be there at 5 30 <laughs> yeah exactly so we'll be there at, which i assume means that we'll see some amazing sunrises and we're going over vineyards and all that stuff so i'm sure it'll be beautiful i'm really oh so that means you have to look down oh <laughs> i'm not afraid of heights like that though i'm really not and it's not like we're going to be up where the planes are it's not that high so how, uh, how high up do you go does it say i have no idea i really have no idea but um 
I'm sure it's, you know, helicopter heights, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I've always wanted to do it. I asked, this was a few years ago. I said, hey guys, the family, I said, let's all go on a hot air balloon. All of them rejected. They're like, hell no, I'm not going on a balloon. I'm like, why? It'll be so great. No. So I don't even think Daryl is like thinking, I don't think he would ever think to do this. But because I want to do it, he's like, well, I, I'll try it. And I'm like, okay, so we're going. So he's we're good. doing he's, it. He's doing it for your sake. He's doing it because I want to do it. And it's our anniversary weekend. So Aww, that's the thing. That's cute. It'll be fun. I mean, okay. And he's just absolutely like he's out of control today. Paula, I can't. I can't take it. It's Jamie, like, he, he's so excited because he just is thinking <sighs> about the amount of sex you guys are going to oh be Oh, my having. God. I'm sure. But it's like, today's the actual day. So he wakes up and he sits on top of me. And he's like, happy anniversary. And I'm like, it, it's like Christmas for him. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it's not ridiculous. I shouldn't downplay that. I should be happy that someone's happy to be married to me. That's a weird thing for me. Well, I mean... I think it would be hard to get into it because it's Wednesday. Right. <laughs> so, and you there's know. so much going on. I mean, my God. But no, he's really excited. And so I'm like, I'm happy for him. I'm so happy for him that he's happy. I feel weird being that romantic y. Like, I just don't, I feel uncomfortable doing that. But he doesn't. And he wears it with pride. Like, he has no pride. He, he don't care. He's so excited. So I'm happy for him that he's happy about it. I mean, I'm happy that we that we've made it to 20 and that we're doing great, but it's just the whole romantic heart his his pupils are like hearts right now. Like I he's so <laughs> into it that he's doing that. I don't want to sound like I'm not appreciative or that I'm not happy either. It's just that he's so into it. I don't relate though. It's so strange. Like he's like, "Okay, hold on." And he comes over to give me a kiss. I go, "Are you going to be like this all day?" He's like, yes, I am. I'm like, okay, I just want to know. I just want to know how to handle it because it's a lot. For me, it's a lot. I sound horrible. Don't I sound like an awful dead inside person? I don't mean to. No, you're just different. He's very, uh, you know, in that love language thing. He's a physical touch person. Yes. So that's just how he expresses his love. And you are did you get your flowers or anything not yet yet. so i hope i do you'll get if i don't i'll be shocked you'll get your flowers and your tangible (laughs) gift thing i better get that piece of jewelry that i've been eyeing (laughs) well i'm sure you should be getting something big you know for we'll see the 20 years so yeah well i've earned an upgrade of some kind that's for sure So so i i imagine you'll be getting something today yes I would imagine. So. We're going to dinner tonight. We're going to go to dinner just because he felt we should do something on the actual day. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the birthday that never ends. This is kind of the anniversary that's going to. I know. Isn't that <laughs> it's gonna how be perpetual. it is? Yeah. But you know what? It it's, just it's, it goes in stages. <laughs> yes, it does. Now, one of the reasons why I think I'm a little I mean, I'm always you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for the accomplishment. We, we we work real. We worked really hard to get to this number. And hopefully this is just the beginning of a very long, you know, relationship barring any, you know, major issues like death. But I was going to tell you after 20 years, you know, someone pretty well. And I do. We we really know each other really well. But he told me something the other day, and I shockingly did not know this about him, which never happens. Really? 
you know how much I talk about death. Yeah. And how we talk about it's not, you know, we, we I think because we all of us do it uh, in our family. I feel like we do it because we've been so privileged not to have to experience any significant loss in our immediate family. I mean, we've lost grandparents, but our parents are both still alive. You know, we're very fortunate that all of our sisters were all together, healthy, alive, our children. We have not experienced that, that profound loss. No, so I feel no. like we're always mentally preparing for the inevitable. And so we joke about it and we, we laugh about it a lot. But I also think we're somehow psychologically preparing ourselves. So I talk about it not often, but enough that Terrell goes... You know, he's superstitious about talking about death too much. Really? Like, if, we, if I mention it too much, he feels like it's some kind of uh, premonition or like that means that something's going to happen. And he gets really uncomfortable. I had no idea. And I'm like, well, you married the wrong person. I mean, <laughs> I talk about I don't talk about it daily, but when I mention it. I'm always looking for a way to discuss it to process. And he really struggles with I mean, he didn't say, look, I don't want you to talk about death anymore, but he does get superstitious. He almost did the cross thing when we were talking about it. He's like, you know, premonent. He goes, you know, I don't know. I'm a little superstitious. And he did like the Catholic cross thing. And I'm like, who are you? This is new. But I think it was just one of those things. I did not know that. It was so crazy weird. Wow. Really and you're weird. always like the one on Facebook who like is the first to announce when someone dies. I know. And you know, what's funny is that on Facebook, I follow this, this caretaker. He's a He's an undertaker. He owns his own. Uh, it's a family run funeral parlor in Pennsylvania as conf- confessions of a funeral director. And he's just in the family business. It's been this way. It's kind of like that movie, My Girl. You know, they live in, they don't live in the place, but it's, or like six feet under. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. It's a family business. I find it really interesting. And I don't know if it's because of my belief on death or whatever, but I follow him. And so he's coming out with a book and I'm really looking forward to it. But so because of that one thing that I follow on Facebook, I get cr- crap tons of articles from all over flagging you know my husband died and this is how i'm surviving it kind of articles uh-huh. and i'm like god i got it i got another damn article about a widow and he's like that's because you read about death all the time jamie and i'm like all right fine i'll do something else <laughs> Hey, Hugs. Let's talk Avon. Yes, Avon. We at The Ugly Truth are happy to endorse their products because we use them and we love them. Check out our site for yourself. You'll always find free shipping on purchases of $40 or more. All you have to do is go to The Ugly Truth website, click on the Avon link, and you will be in The Ugly Truth Avon shop. I know you'll find something that you just can't live without. So check it out now. Thank you so much for supporting The Ugly Truth. So Monday, I came home from, I don't know, the grocery store probably, and Kenzie was, she had run out and then came back with her boyfriend. And we were in the kitchen, I was making dinner, and she had a weird look on her face. I go, what's going on with you? Did dad have you run an errand for anniversary or something? Because that's usually what it is. No, mom, nothing. I'm like, well, something's going on with you. What is it? And, you know, of course, the top three things are always she's pregnant. Oh, God. You know, she's getting married. I mean, God only knows. She's almost 22. So any of those things are possible at this point, given my history with children at this point. She and her boyfriend have decided that they're moving in together. They're moving out into an apartment and they're going to live together. Oh. 
How long have they known each other? About seven months. That's not very long. No, it isn't. And so, of course, because I have no tact whatsoever, and it's like trying to, you know, it's your kid. And so, you know, the first thing in my brain is, okay, look, she's almost 22. She can do whatever she wants. It's not like she's not allowed, you know. But the hard and fast rule in the house is this. I personally want you to live with me until you get married or die. I I want you here. I love having the kids here. Our house is insanely crazy and loud all the time, but I don't mind it. And the rule, though, is you can't have overnight guests of the opposite sex. Or, you know, your boyfriend or girlfriend cannot spend the night. Right. No questions. Don't even ask. And it becomes difficult after you turn 21 to stick by that rule. And I get it. The reason that's in place is to kind of promote, look, you can choose to be taken care of by your parents and have everything that you need taken care of here. You just can't have sex in my house and they can't spend the night or you can move out and do it on your own. Well, that's what happens. They all move out when they can't take it anymore. So we've hit that threshold with this couple and with this kid and they're finding an apartment. And I said, so... I said, all right, well, you know, you're almost 22. You can do whatever you want. I said, so what happens when you guys break up? Like, where where does the apartment go? Because Elise doesn't end when you guys decide to stop being together. Because realistically, you've only been together six months, and you never know. And I'm just, I'm not saying it's not going to work out, but let's be real. And they all look, they were taken aback and like, well, we're never going to. I'm like, oh, right, you're the, you're the exception to the rule. I forgot. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Okay. So anyway, Daryl is not doing well. Like he's really struggling. I don't blame him. He does not want her to move out. Like he's just not having it. So it's, it's a lot. And it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. So I'm just not prepared. You know, this is the problem with having kids really young is that they, they leave when you're still kind of young and you're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? But that's kind of the way it works. Does this kid have a job? He's a fireman. He's doing fine. He's just fine. No, it's not about money. You know, and and the thing, and like what I told Daryl, I said, look, I don't know what will happen. I don't know how things will work out. The one thing I do know is that he's absolutely, completely in love with our child. He thinks she's everything. So that's not going to be it. It's just going to be life or, you know, I, I can't even say they're too young. I mean, he's 24. She's 22. I mean, it's not like it's not unheard of. It's just that we aren't emotionally prepared to let her go. That's the problem. You know, we don't want her to go. But I told her, I said, but I understand, you know, you're tired of sending your boyfriend home at 11 o'clock. I get it. You know, I really do. It's very restrictive, especially when you're an adult. So this is why this rule's in place. Right. So you will, in fact, go and do what you need to do. So our rules work way too well. (laughs) I don't want her to go. But on the other hand, there are people who can't get rid of their children. You know, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. But it's a bummer. And I said, well, if you want to live in sin, that's up to you. And Kenzie's laughing. And she goes, well, just don't tell grandma yet. I go, oh, I'm telling her immediately. I'm texting her tomorrow. She goes, why? And I go, because... She's going to wonder where you are when you're not here. And she goes, is she going to, is she going to give me, you know, is she going to be mean about it? I go, no, she's just going to wonder why he can't get the ring on it if he wants the milk for free. And she's like, no. And I said, oh, yes. So that is a good question. 
It is. Well, because she's too young. And I'm cool. I, I can I can deal with the living in sin over the, we're getting married! Ah! You know, I don't want to do that. I can't. No, I don't want to do that. Well, especially if she doesn't even have a career. If she's in the middle of school. That's the thing. I said, don't be the girl who stops going to school because you can't make rent. Please don't be that person. So uh, she promises she won't. So welcome to, uh, you know, empty nesters at, you know, in our 40s. That's really early. Wow. It's really early to be empty nesters. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. And we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a couple of months before everything actually, you know, happens. But we're struggling. We're struggling because I don't want her to go. Yeah. But uh, that's what people, that's what kids do. That's the whole point of having them is you raise them to be, you know, to be self-reliant and then they go. That's the whole idea. So I can't really complain. So how's Malia taking the news? Um, you know what? She's she's fine. You know, she said she goes last night. She turns and she goes, "I just want you both to know," because you know she's cold as ice. Like she's yeah. so. She goes, "I want you both to know that I am learning from my siblings, and I will not be abandoning you at twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Don't eat those words, Malia, because you have no idea what's going to happen in the next decade. <laughs> so just don't make any promises you're not going to keep." What college does she plan on going to? She wants to go to Davis. Oh, okay. So likelihood is she'll be here just like everybody else. She'll be here for the first couple of years of college, and then she'll move to, you know, Davis or whatever. I, I you know, who knows? She's, she's got two more years of high school. We're not really worried about it. But uh, speaking of, back to school is coming for both of us in a week. I know. I know. Are your kids ready? No. Well, so here's the thing is, it's my son... I, uh, his clothes were getting too small, and so Mm -hmm. I took him shopping. Oh, good. when I say his clothes were getting too small, he was outgrown the largest boy's size that you can buy. Oh, he's transitioning to men's. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm like, I guess I'll try men's small. But to me, that just seemed ridiculous because... Well, they have young, there's a lot of young men's section, which is like juniors for girls, I mean, I looked, but we went to Old Navy, and there was oh, not like yeah. a young men's; it was just men's. And yeah, so, well, Old Navy men's is basically juniors for men. Yeah, and yeah. so we tried on a couple of smalls in the shorts, and they were too small. Oh, and wow. I'm just like, are you kidding me? And so <laughs> we tried the mediums and those fit. And so I'm just like, well, they were a little bit big, but they yeah. fit. And I'm just like, well, let's get the mediums because I don't want you to get shorts that just fit. Because no, because they'll grow out of them in a month. You're going to be growing out of them by the time, you know, summer's over. So right. he's officially a buns medium at the age of 11. At Old Navy. At Old Navy. It could be somewhere. Old Navy can tend to run small, so don't bank on that when you run to Macy's or Kohl's or wherever else you go, because right. you could buy them a men's medium. It'll be like, your your father could wear this shirt. It's so big. Right. Well, and you know what? His dad probably could wear some of his shirts, but no, actually, that's a lie. But um, anyway, so back to school is upon us. Yes. We have a 
school meeting where all the sixth grade parents have to come to the auditorium and listen to basically how sixth grade works. That sounds horrible. (laughs) It works differently. It's not like they just get a teacher and they go to the class. They basically are prepping them for junior high school. So... They, there's four sixth grade teachers, and so they basically trade off throughout the day between all four sixth grade teachers. Yeah, so they have the main room, and then they go for different subjects to different in different teachers. Exactly. Yeah. And so they want to explain to us how it works. Mm-hmm. Then they basically, you know, have their list of, you know, what kind of supplies they need and all that stuff which is kind of surprising because usually they don't give you the supply list it's not online they usually have it online no because it's still elementary school at least yeah that's true you're right not ours it's no no you're right they don't do that in elementary school it's different yeah or unlike me where my last child's going to be a junior in high school and i said so school starts in less than a week do you have any like supplies or what she goes uh i don't know i'm just gonna take a notebook the first day and you know, we'll figure it out as we go along. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She goes, but I do need clothes because she doesn't have PE anymore because you only need two years of, of right. PE in high school. And she's completed the two years. She's like, I don't know if I want to overhaul my entire wardrobe, but I do know that I'm going to have different shoes because I no longer have to be concerned about changing out. So now she can actually compile, you know, she can put together an outfit and not have to take it apart in third period and then put it all back together because she hated it she hated it so she always wore like leggings and and you know tank tops and stuff Mm -hmm. because the idea of putting together a a well-proportioned wardrobe outfit was repellent to her i said well let's get some like little let's get like cute little riding boots and you know sweaters and she's like i'm not doing any of that i don't want to deal with it but now She's like, well, I, I don't want to overhaul everything, but I definitely want to start, you know, putting together these wardrobes. And I'm like, well, do you need a binder? Do you need like a, I mean, do really? you need pens? She needs like, what are we talking? Kids are funny. So I know. So, but that's, that's, the you know, when you're, when you're a veteran of high school, you don't worry about rulers and calculators any longer. No. I know the kids are every time we go to the store they're like can we just at least get like a Mm -hmm. you know a binder and some notepads (laughs) and I'm like no I'm like we don't know what you need I'm like wait until the class list comes out please because you don't want to buy extra because then it's just then it just takes up space this folder and it's got a kitten on it and I'm like of course it has a kitten oh my god (laughs) that's the biggest battle when the teachers go we only want red and yellow and blue and green because every color represents a subject and they're like well what about the kitten one come on and but what the good teachers do they go and one personal folder that they always keep in their backpack for like after school like send home flyer type crap yeah and that's when the kids get to express themselves when they get to get their you know ren and stimpy folder transformers or whatever yeah how hilarious yes well another year coming and going god it's just everything flies so fast it's like so fast i don't know maybe i'll try and volunteer this year but i why are you gonna do that i don't know i (laughs) why would you do that i say that every year and then i just end up well you know they're just like well we have every friday and then fridays come around and i'm like uh 
don't you're like i don't do this do you want to grade do you feel like grading time tests for for an hour do i do i <laughs> want to sit there with a group of kids and be like my uh, mom said that your mom is oh my god or they're like why are you wearing that it's hot. It's still summer. Why are, are you, you going to have a baby? Your stomach's <gasps> around. <laughs> oh, my Shut God. It is shit. so true. <laughs> they always do that. They're like, are you? Why are you fat? Like, why are you? I've never had a kid say that ugly. to me. Just but it's I'd be like, well, you know how kids are. And they, oh God. And they don't say it like they're innocent. They do it on no, purpose. They, they're doing it with their, their little Grinch face. They know. Terrible. But Little right assholes. now what we're waiting for is the biggest thing is the, the class list. Because mm. it hasn't been posted yet. See the, where the friends are. We drove past once, so maybe we'll drive past again today to see if it's been posted yet. They but don't They don't mail it to you? The class list? No, the, yeah, where, with the teacher assignment, they don't mail that to you? No, they post it on oh. the... Uh, the door. The door of the, mm. you know, the office or something like that. Yeah. So we have to go over there and look and see... Who's got Who's, what teacher and, who, you know, what friends are in what class. And then we'll have I've, to deal with, you know, the aftermath of tears. Because, oh, yes. You know, the anxiety and the tears of my best friend is in Mrs. Smith's class. Charlotte's not in, you know, my yes. class. And and that, that piece of trash, Marianne, is in my class. Yes, and Isabella's <laughs> still in my class. And it's like, Isabella, you're trash. Yes. So. That was one of the best things I ever heard come out of, her, out of her mouth. You know what she said to me? She was sitting out there with the boys telling stories, but she was highly offended that they were all using the F word. Oh, well. That's I what know. you get for hanging out with a bunch of old men. Well, uh, What were you of, thinking? A bunch of drunk old men. And so I that's told right. her, I said, well, Olivia, if you didn't like it, then you should have got up and left. Yeah, so. that's exactly it. I completely forgot that she was the entertainment for the evening out there telling her jokes and her stand-up. Ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, that's so funny. That's really fu- Well, apparently, uh, speaking of the UFC night, that was an interesting fight card. Yes. Nothing super shocking other than Donald Cerrone getting robbed. Which is, that was a lot outrageous. of people are talking about that. Oh, They're yeah. saying that that, that, oh, yeah. Was, that was really kind of a dumb thing. It was an obvious, obvious that he won. I, I mean, I'm not saying he won every round, but they said that the other Lawler unanimously won the whole thing. The no. judging was pretty off that night. Yeah. But of course, and then of course, poor Daniel Cormier got his bell rung hard. Oh, yeah. John Jones regained his title, which I think was expected. I can't imagine that. What Daryl told me, though, he was reading something, and maybe you read it too, but Cormier genuinely believed he was going to win. Like, he truly believed that he was going to beat John Jones. He believed it with every fiber of his being, and that's why he was so, like, shook. When you know what he cried when he started to when he started to regain reality because he was really out of it for quite some well, time. And so here's the problem I have is is that he got knocked out so hard, yeah, that the doctors really should have just had him leave, carted the, off. They they should have just had him leave the stage because yeah. what I was reading is is that they really couldn't get his emotional state 
solid. Like, no, they couldn't. He was he, so confused. He was. He went from confusion to anger to, anger. to yep. like crying. And yes. and what they say is, is when you've been knocked out that hard, it's not uncommon to not be able to be stabilized. It's all. It almost would have been better had he been unconscious instead of what happened. Well, he ha- was unconscious. Yes, but his body regained consciousness but his brain didn't right is what it looked like to me it was hard to watch now listen and at then the end when of the he day, was standing did you see how yes. bad his legs were shaking oh he had no they had you're right and in fact the whole thing i mean to say it was handled poorly is a strong statement because it's so chaotic and you never know with with athletes like that you never really know what's going on. Like there was, a, it would clearly look to me like he didn't think the fight was over. He didn't even know what happened. He didn't. And so it was, and you're right, to remove him from the ring though would have been almost impossible. The man is a killing machine. I mean, he's a lethal weapon just in general. And so, I mean, Big John was trying to hold him. There were several, Dana White went over there. There were several men who were, I mean, he had six or seven men around him and he was, he got away. Yeah. He got away. I mean, he's a strong human being. And so, and he was kept trying to get to John Jones. And so my thinking is that I knew that he wasn't going to, I mean, I really believed that he was not going to keep the title. I knew it was going to be a knockout because uh, the other guy, Johnson, almost knocked him out. And so I, I felt like that was probably going to be the likelihood. I mean, I know you're not a big fan, but you can't deny that he at least ma- maintained humility and did not, like, rub it in anyone's face that he got his title back. I mean, he allowed Cormier to do whatever he needed to do. He wasn't, like, in your face or over-celebratory oh, no. or anything I like mean, that. I thought he was really quite humble and I'd, yeah, with his speech, which was kind of surprising to me. I think a lot of it, honestly, Paula, he's the baby brother. His two big brothers were there. I think that they probably beat the shit out of him at some point and said, get your mind right, dude. Yeah. And so I really do. And they were there. I found I, I found his speech to be I, I was surprised, actually. I thought it yeah. was a far more humble than than I would have ever expected. Yeah. I was just more saddened that they couldn't get Cormier the medical attention that he needed. And then more than anything, anything at all, I was so pissed that Joe Rogan attempted to interview him. <laughs> he, like, I know he's yeah. issued a, like a mass apology. He did. But that was in such poor form. I can't even begin to... Yeah, uh, the thing, and he. What was funny is that I I listened to I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, and I listened to the one that aired. I think it was yesterday that was issued, or maybe it was Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Monday. He did a podcast with his one of his best friends. His name escapes me right now, but he's all he's an MMA instructor, and he know, he trains with a lot of these UFC athletes, and so they were having a discussion, and he they, he finally brought up the UFC thing. He goes, you know, I I issued the apology. I feel I still feel terrible. I know I'm getting a lot of hate, even with the apology. He goes, I'll be honest with you, it was incredibly chaotic that night in the ring after that happened because it was so shockingly violent, all of it. Even the aftermath, everything was so chaotic. Dana White's in there yelling at Cormier, telling him it was the, one of his best fights. He had, you know, he was yelling, but he wasn't yelling at him in a bad way. He was actually so worked up and proud of both of the athletes that that's because a lot of people thought that Dana was yelling at Cormier. 
in a bad way, but he wasn't. And he goes, and I got in there to obviously, the, and they still hadn't even declared him the winner yet. And, and all this was going on. And he's like, and he goes, next thing I know, Cormier is standing next to me. And I said, he did say, he goes, I, I really make a, you know, I make it a, a promise not to interview people who clearly had been knocked out, but how do you feel? And of course, Cormier, Cormier said like four things and then he wandered off. But he said that he feels so bad. He goes, because I genuinely really like Daniel and I really, really, you know, I like, he goes, I like both of them. And I just, I really wanted to just talk to both, connect with both of them essentially. And he completely threw everything out the window, not even thinking. And it was just insane. And, and right after he did it, he felt horrible. But, you know, we make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. And as for the rest of the fights, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of disappointed. Oh, I, my God. They were boring as hell. You know, even the Chris Cyborg and the Ugh. one, like, that she... poor girl. They basically just threw the belt at her. It was ridiculous. That's what I thought, too. She looked completely outmatched. This is the best you've got. And then I'm like, and Chris Cyborg, she's the one that was always calling out Ronda Rousey. And I'm just like, yes. okay, even though Ronda Rousey has been getting her ass kicked lately, I, I think she would royally beat your ass right now. I would love to see Ronda Rousey come back and kick her ass. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm that not would kidding. I, I know Ronda Rousey is a total bitch. That's probably why I secretly like her. Well, I don't really like her, but I mean, I would as, love to see her come as in as far and just, as fight skills. I think yes. that. You know they're pretty equally matched. I would like to see that fight. I would I would pay to fight that. I would pay to see that fight. Anyway, well, speaking of definitely not high level anything, we should do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Mine's um, a retro one. Yes, vintage. Back in my working days, before I was a stay-at-home mother, mm-hmm. I like to call them the good old days. So, <laughs> hey, you could go back to that one day. You don't know; it's, it could happen. It's possible. Everything's possible. I remember I was wearing these pants, and I used to work upstairs, and so I was mm-hmm. going upstairs, and. There was only two offices upstairs. One of them was mine and one was another person. So there was really no other person that was going to be like behind me coming mm-hmm. up the stairs. And so I um, was going up the stairs and I felt like kind of drafty or something like that. Oh, no. And so then I <laughs> got to my office and I went to go get into a file cabinet and I squatted down and I heard... <gasps> And I heard oh, him rip. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I looked down. I ripped the crotch out of my <gasps> pants. At work? At work. And what did you do? What can you do? Well, I know what I would have done. It was, like, it was like lunchtime. And so oh it's not like I could leave. and Because, <laughs> I mean, I already had bad attendance at work. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Because, well, when you have kids, you always have bad attendance. It's true. It's so true. So I just sat in my office for the rest of the day. <laughs> Did anyone see? No one Phew. saw. And so you knew, though. I, you knew. I did. it. So I just sat in my office the rest of the day with my legs crossed. And then, you know, I just didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't go downstairs. I didn't do anything. I mean, thank God I had an office and I didn't sit in like a cubicle or anything like that. That would have sucked. When you would have turned around, yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I help you? 
They're like, uh, no, Listen, no, you can't read my lips. <laughs> Don't make me say this twice. <laughs> right. No, in my, I was thinking if that ever happened to me, I'd probably try to get like duct tape or something and create a patch. I don't know. I well, don't know. they were like wool pants, too. So God, it was Oof. the strangest thing. And I was mad weird. because they were kind of new. And like, so I really like these. Dang it. I was mad. And so I remember going home telling showing Victor what happened. And he's <laughs> he was just like, so you sat at work all day like that. And I'm like, what was like, this? Well, what is what was this supposed to do? I don't have it's not like I you know I'm not like one of those people who has workout clothes in their car I think I had to go home and change before I got the kids from daycare because you know when you go to the daycare you're all active (laughs) and everything you're all hey hello everyone look at mine and so and I think I was grateful because I was wearing white underwear which I know don't laugh I'm not were you on your period or something? No. You're <laughs> like, they... I'm not. That's not a laughing matter. No, that's a, that's offensive to me. I find it repellent. <laughs> so. Who wears white underwear anymore? Four-year-olds and Paula at work. So. And men. And men who haven't figured out that they need to wear dark colored underwear to not look like pigs. That's all I right. Know. <laughs> There's a lot of men that wear white underwear, I think. I know. And they got to get with the program. I don't even know why they make white underwear anymore for anyone over the age of 10. For God's sakes, save your mother and your wives and your girlfriends and boyfriends from the pain of looking at your skids. Just get green and blue. You got to be pretty confident wearing white underwear. I don't care how meticulous a man is. It's just science. I've never seen a clean pair of old underwear in my life. It it doesn't have at least one stain on it somewhere. Just like, come on. Well, even the drip. Even the dribble. That's what I was going to say. It's the drip. It's not. Yeah, it's the the yellow stains that look like olive oil on the front of your underwear. Come on. It's all right. You can't help it. (laughs) Just like I have underwear that no one will see ever when I'm on my period. I mean, come on. Everybody has those. I would have to replace my underwear all the time if I didn't have those. I mean, everybody has the period underwear. We have the period underwear. You have the white, yellow stained olive oil underwear. Jeez. This is what it is. I can't, yeah, I can't believe you wear white underwear there. But well, anyway, I all think right. probably what it was is. Maybe it was laundry day. I think I got the pack <laughs> of like, yeah. you know, the briefs Hanes. or something. And it came with one pair of white underwear. You're really and... not improving your image. <laughs> oh, you buy your I'm underwear sorry. in six pack? Well, at the time, I I know, know, I know, we've all done it. We've all done it. The last pack or pairs or whatever came from Victoria's Secret, but yeah, because it's by five for twenty-five usually. Yeah, but even then, I don't know. They, the ones I got, they came down so low that they don't even cover my butt. Oh. Oh, did you get like the lowrider uh, bikinis or something? I didn't even think they were lowriders. They were, they were bikinis, yeah. but I mean, I didn't think they were lowriders. It's like my pubis isn't even covered. What's the point? It's just like, you know, <laughs> you pull them on and I like try and pull them up more. But you're like, is that all there is? That's, that's about <laughs> as much fabric as it comes. And so no wonder they're only five dollars. There's not much to them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I do love Victoria's Secret, though. I can't help it. I know it's so cliche, but But you wear thongs all the time. So I do. But I also you know what I've come to notice and and it's always been this way, actually, from the beginning when I used to because when Fredericks of Hollywood was the only place you could get pretty underwear 
be, you know, because, for, uh, you know, pennies or Mervins or wherever they used to be, they weren't, they were just not, they were nothing. So you would have to go to Frederick's and feel like a bad girl if you wanted to get black underwear, you know, or anything. So mm-hmm. I used to go to Frederick's. And by the way, I don't know if it's changed because I haven't been to, to a Frederick's in forever, but I mean, their underwear was really cheap. It was like made of cheap polyester yeah. and the lace itched. It was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You couldn't wear it. And I hated it. And when you would wear thongs, they weren't thongs. They were G-strings with a bunch of lace around a, a elastic piece of elastic that you would find in a kid's jeans. Yeah. They were so uncomfortable. And so I never thought. And then Victoria's Secret became a, a thing. And I would I bought their underwear there. And I actually did not start buying their thongs right away. I would buy like their bikinis or whatever. And I, I love their boy shorts for when I'm on my period because mm-hmm. they're just way better. And then I bought like their cotton thongs. They're so comfortable. There's no like elastic on anything and they don't like, you know, I mean they they do disappear into the ass crack if you have the ass for it. Can you imagine if someone didn't have the ass and all the fabric just you just only saw fabric on their butt? <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet if you Googled right now flat ass thong, you would find a woman or even a man wearing a thong where you could literally see all the fabric from the top to the bottom. Like Jeez. no no butt envelopment whatsoever. That's why they use the same model of the thong <laughs> underwear. Because she's got the round ass she's for it. She's got the big butt for it. The one that will actually envelop just enough to make it look sexy and not gross. Yeah. yeah really. So anyway, I digress. Uh, my awkward moment is a social media awkward moment. Okay. So, you know, I play World of Warcraft. Yes. And I've been playing with the same people for probably five years. I just love the people that I play with. They're all adults. They're over the age of 30. And so we have a really, we, it's just, it's pleasant. And so it's kind of like, um, it's like an old relationship. You know, you just play with the same people. And so the thing is, is for years, I always kept my World of Warcraft friends separate from my real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just never even thought about integrating them into anything. I think it was because I was kind of, it was kind of shameful to play online video games and now it's a little more accepted. And so I don't, I'm not as embarrassed about the fact that I play. I love it. Daryl doesn't judge me. If he judges me, it's silently. And so I really enjoy the time that I, and I've made some really good friends actually on World of Warcraft and a few of the special chosen few I have integrated into my real social media world. I've met a couple, you know, so it's like really neat. So somebody that I've been playing with for a really long time, I really like him. He's just a really solid person. And I asked him uh, a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, uh, do you do social media? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, we should be on social media together. So I could, we can like interact beyond these two hours a week that we play. And he's like, okay, cool. So we friended each other. His profile picture is of him and a girl. It's nothing weird. It's just him and a girl. And so I immediately go, oh, you're smart because he works at an Ivy League school. And he goes, yes. And I said, is that your wife? And he said, no. Now, given the relationship we had, I thought he was being sarcastic. So I said, well, she's beautiful. She actually looks like Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, just not green. Oh. I mean, she's she's gorgeous. She looks like the actress that we kind of don't like. Oh, Zoe Saldana. She looks like Zoe Saldana. She totally does. And I said, you guys should go to like a Halloween party. She could be Gamora and you can be the Star-Lord. And he goes, oh, that's really funny. And then we just blah, 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 talked. 
And I kept going on and on about it. It was his sister. <laughs> he finally told me it was his sister. And I felt like an idiot. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, so you definitely aren't going to be going to a Halloween party as a couple, right? You're a nerd. <laughs> I know. Why can't I just accept the fact that he said, no, it's not my wife? Now, yes, he could have said it was my sister. But because of the relationship that we have, it's kind of funny, you know, jokey. So he kind of just left it. But I had to run with it. And like, it's definitely not his wife. He's like, yeah, this whole social media thing's going real well. <laughs> like, super glad that I friended you, you weirdo. And I'm like, yeah. God. I felt like such a schmo. You want to paint my sister green and go to a Halloween <laughs> party? Anything else you'd like to say? How Any about blue you have? so she can be the avatar? Would I? Can I show you my mother? Would you like to make some jokes about that? Right. Like, God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, never mind. Thanks for friending me. That's <laughs> just the worst. Just the worst. How about I? Uh, how about I glue some bark to my wiener and it could be Groot. <laughs> God, we'll be the Just whole family. <laughs> and then I, I told someone about it. I said, "Oh my God!" I, I kept insinuating that he was, you know, together with this person and it's his sister. And he goes, "I said, they, I said they should go to uh, a Halloween party." What the, what the fuck is the rant? What is that? You know, it's like, why would I even suggest a Halloween party? I'm like, I said they should go to a Halloween party together, Star Lord and Gamora. And he goes, "Well, does he look like Star Lord?" I'm like, "No." He goes, "Well, then why the fuck would you even suggest that?" I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, you're bizarre. I know. I know. I'm very aware of myself. You think it's comfortable? No, I hate it. I don't like talking because I always mess it up. At some point, I will make myself a fool. I know. Well, just like you said, that's why we don't have many friends. The ones we have just stick around to see what we'll do next. <laughs> that's why I get nervous posting things on Facebook. Do you know when I type something on Facebook, I'll like read it for five minutes before I actually hit the post button? I self-edit regularly because <laughs> I know it will not be the way I meant it to be. I'll be like, is this right? Is this is this going to offend someone? I am the same way. I, I self-edit constantly because I'm like, this is a little too... Well, what's funny is that on Twitter, I'm a little more rogue. Like, I'll say whatever I want. Not filthy or whatever. Right. But on Facebook, I'm self-editing constantly because I just do. It's a. It's everybody on Facebook is a little more sensitive about certain types of humor, right? And so, if it's really inappropriate humor, I'll message it to you or or Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's ultra bad, but uh, if it's you know marginal, then it's cool. But no, I'm with you. I I self-edit constantly because I'm like, I find this hilarious, but no one else is going to find this hilarious. So I should be careful. Yeah. And then especially if I'm posting on someone else's page where they're just like, oh, look what so-and-so did or look at look at this. Look at that. And I'm just like, that looks stupid, you know, or something like (laughs) that. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, I can't say that. That's mean. Okay, so one time, okay, you see it all the time. People post, if you have a dollar that you think is beautiful and you love her, repost this or whatever. You see that all the time, right? Yeah. I hate those things. And one time someone posted it 
And I responded. I said, well, what if I hate her? Yeah. And I got so much crap for that. (laughs) Oh, my God. People were so mad. They're like, that is a really inappropriate thing to say. (laughs) And I'm like, it's called a joke. Jesus fucking Christ. And then, of course, I get mad. I'm like, oh, what? You love your daughter and you think she's beautiful every fucking day of her life? No. They're horrible. All the time. Right. What are you talking about? Only occasionally do I think they're amazing. Honestly. They're They're the biggest pains in the ass. But no, and even that did not go over well. <laughs> so I can't win. But All right. Anyways. Anyway, uh, well, I think do I win by default because I had a current one? Yes. Or? Well, okay, because yours, yours was good. Anyway. No, yours was good. Yeah. I, nobody saw okay. mine. That's true. Thank God. Thank. Thank God. goodness. Yes. Yeah. Really, that would have been bad. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a good anniversary week and happy we anniversary will. today. Thank you. Can't wait to see or hear or, you know, get a picture of whatever it, present it is that you got. Yeah, I will definitely send it to you. I've already tried to, you know, I'm already trying to interrogate the children to find out what I'm getting. But they won't. <laughs> They're not letting me know. Well, that's good. So happy anniversary to you and to uh, producer Dub on 20 years. So something to strive for. Sure. For the rest of you, thanks for joining us. And thanks for shopping Amazon and Avon. We appreciate the uh, patronage. And we look forward to you joining us next week where we'll talk about more back to school, actual back to school. I know. I can't believe it other uh, exciting things that will happen probably get a recap of uh, the exciting hot romantic weekend from <laughs> yeah. Jamie and producer Dub so I'm sure other than that we'll talk to you later bye bye that's a wrap but make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw ups and edits from this episode and what we call ugly cuts and then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.